Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Coffee and Cake podcast with me, your host Hetty. Um, so today is going to be another solo episode. I promise I do have uh, some more interviews in the lineup in January. It's just been pretty hectic for me at the moment. So um, I'm postponing a few of the interviews that I had originally planned um, and I'm going to have them in the new year. So be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to just so that you can stay in the loop to whenever I upload next. Um, so I'm going to go straight into today's episode and this topic has been coming up quite a lot um, for me recently. A lot of, I've been getting a lot of uh, DMs on Instagram Um so if you're not following me on there, it's it's Hetty and I will leave my Instagram handle down in the show notes as well. So um, if you want to follow me, you can uh, follow me, ask me any questions. But I've been getting a lot of uh, DMs recently on this topic and I thought it's quite relevant at the moment because obviously there's a lot of Christmas food around. It's an emotional time. It's been an emotional year, let's face it. So I thought I would do um, an episode all on the topic of emotional eating. Now, I think it's a super popular uh, struggle for some people. Like, it's it's quite prominent in people's lives and it can be quite stressful for some people as well, which is what I'm going to go into. And I will also point out that I'm also going to be going live on my Facebook um face private facebook group um so if you're not already a member of that i do highly recommend uh requesting to join that and that again um the link for that will be in the show notes of this episode so if you do want to check it out because on my live session i'm going to go in a lot more detail about the specifics on how to stop emotional eating whereas this episode i'm going to talk a lot about that but also just give you quick practical tips um pr- quick practical tips on how to overcome uh, emotional eating because I don't want um this podcast episode to be super super long but just sort of quick and snappy but already I am blabbing so I will um get straight to the point but yeah so emotional eating I want to first point out that emotional eating has such a bad rep sometimes like we hear the we hear the phrase all the time of you know how to stop emotional eating and that it's really really bad and you know people even define themselves as an emotional eater and it's it's context is usually quite negative and there's obviously reasons behind that because it can make people feel quite negative and I'm going to go into that in a second but I do want to also highlight that food is emotional food is something that we enjoy as humans it's part of the human experience like we eat food not just there's so many reasons as to why we eat food not just physically but we also eat it for emotional reasons and a prime example of that is you know christmas birthdays usually at christmas or you know what on a birthday you're not necessarily physically hungry for an extra slice of cake or chocolates you know in in the middle of the day it's not something that your body is is asking for in terms of you know nutrition and and all of those things it's something that 
it's part of the whole experience. You know, we associate chocolates with Christmas, Christmas pudding with Christmas, mince pies, cake with birthdays, all of those kind of things. And even like popcorn for the cinema, it's just sometimes we it's like a novelty and it's it's part of that experience and it's part of the enjoyment. So I do want to emphasize that that not all emotional eating is necessarily negative. And it's important to address that that quote unquote normal eaters do also emotionally eat. It's not something that, you know, just people who have struggles with food do. And this is something that when I was struggling with food, I would especially when I first tried intuitive eating I would almost make that a rule that okay I can only eat when I'm physically hungry and that to me is not it's not I don't want to say it's not normal but it kind of that's it's not part of my view on how I want to live you know like for me normal eating is is eating to feel good and that's both physically mentally and emotionally and sometimes eating out of hunger isn't always going to be you know it's not going to be physical but it's going to hit that emotional trigger point that sometimes we just need you know chocolate and that's all we want and we're not even physically hungry for it so I just wanted to firstly point that out before I sort of went any further with that but I do think that's important that, you know, if you do emotionally eat, firstly ask yourself, you know, what, is that something that feels good to me? And that's going to tie into the next point that I want to point out. So emotionally eat, emotional eating, for those of us who are, you know, if you're listening to this and you're trying to stop or come away from that emotional eating, how is that making you feel so usually in the clients that I talk to it's quite a negative context around emotional eating so it it can almost feel quite impulsive and we do it in a way to numb out and to avoid and usually we we get a good quick burst of of good feeling from you know we get a hit of dopamine from the food that we eat and it's usually correct me if I'm wrong anybody that's listening but it's usually when we're eating in that way it's usually high carb high sugar maybe high fat foods it's not usually you know you're emotionally eating on lettuce or cucumber again I could be wrong on that but I'm I'm making uh, assumptions here but yeah usually it's not really where we go so emotional eating like I said, this is usually a form of numbing out our emotions. Now, generally, we in society and from a young age, and this is, you know, this is just how we've sort of been brought up in society, but usually we are told to either pretend that we're okay and we're you know, if we're upset, we should stop crying, we should avoid our feelings. And again, this could be just from where I'm from. But where I'm from, if somebody says, we tend to say like as a greeting, like, hiya, are you all right? And 
where I'm from, if you were to reply back and say, well, no, actually, I'm not. I'm having a really shit day and I feel really upset and blah, blah, blah. That would almost be socially unacceptable because usually what you would reply with is, yeah, thanks. How are you? Or yeah, are you all right? And that would be it. In society, we're not really encouraged to express our full wants, needs and emotions. And yes, it's socially acceptable. It's not really socially acceptable to burst out crying in, you know, in a supermarket when we're just, you know, feeling like shit one day. But I think as a whole, we tend to form habits around numbing out even more because the more we suppress our emotions, the more emotions are getting suppressed and the more trapped those emotions start to feel. And when those emotions are trapped to a certain extent and we've we've numbed out and we've avoided those feelings so much, we almost hit tipping point. And this is when, you know, usually we then go to numb out on either food, we overspend, we you know, binge drink or we take drugs, whatever form that is. And if you're listening to this, obviously your form may be emotionally eaten and that might be, do you know what? I've had such a stressful day. All that's going to make me feel better is a box of chocolates or, you know, I don't know, fried food, whatever your jam is. And this is sort of the pattern. Now, after that feeling, after we've eaten the food you know we're not necessarily physically hungry for it but mentally that's where we're at we eat the food and then it's usually followed by a load of guilt we have a load of guilt and shame around that and what we've just eaten and then we come with all the chitter chatter in our mind and just think oh why did I do that I you know I shouldn't have eaten that much I wasn't even hungry now I feel rubbish and then it's this same cycle that we get ourselves in and that could even lead us to down the path of eating even more and saying that same old phrase of I'll start again on Monday because I've already blown it right so the natural thing is to obviously overeat even more and then just start afresh on Monday. Let me know if this is resonating. So how do we get out of this cycle? So like I said, we as a society are generally taught to not fully express our emotions or wants and needs. So when I say wants and needs, what I'm describing here is here's a typical scenario for you so maybe you've been jam-packed all week at work you've been having loads of deadlines at work and then you're on top of that you're not running errands for the kids you're running errands for your partner and doing all of this stuff really really busy 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 it gets to friday and maybe you know saturday you said that you would take your mum shopping or you know take somebody out somewhere that to do them a favor let's say and at this point and I've definitely been here myself Friday night comes and you are absolutely whacked you and the thought just the thought of going out again early Saturday morning to help with xyz of whoever it is whoever you said you would you know weeks ago 
you're now thinking, shit, I cannot be arsed with that. I just want to lie in. I'm knackered. I just want to put my feet up and rest. And on the same side of that, in your mind, you're like, well, I can't because I've already committed. I've already said, yeah. So I couldn't possibly rearrange because I've already said, yeah, right? So what do you do? In that moment, you feel just exhausted and even that thought of tomorrow is exhausting you. You want a quick fix. You want to feel good in that moment. And this is almost very subconscious. It's such a quick thought that happens and it's quickly, sometimes instantly or sometimes it takes a little bit of a, of a while. But the natural then response if, if you're an emotional eater, is to turn to something that's going to, in that moment, make you feel better. And this is a really key point here because our bodies are always, 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 no matter what situation it is, our bodies are always trying to keep us away from pain and take us towards pleasure. Okay, so we're always trying to stay away from pain and take ourselves towards pleasure. Okay, so in that moment, the chocolate is temporarily taken away from pain and taking us towards pleasure. So hopefully this is making sense. Now, of course, we know that that chocolate, logically, is that going to get us out of that situation? Is that going to take away all of those emotions that we're feeling? Probably not, okay? And we know this on a logical level, but in that moment, it's like, well, all I want right now is to just demolish this chocolate. That's all I want. And that is simply because we've developed a habit around turning to food. Now, a quick tip, and this is what I'm going to get on to now. So how to get out of that. So a tip to turn that around so that we're you know, it's not actually about the food. And a lot of people think that it is. And, and again, this is, you know, I cover a lot of this with my own clients, but we talk so much about taking away the label. So if you fully believe that you are an emotional eater, you're naturally going to respond and behave in the way of an emotional eater. So firstly, we need to even, we need to just take that out of the, out of the, situation altogether we need to let go of that label of calling ourselves oh well I do this because I emotionally eat it's what I do that's just what I do right if this is you and you label yourself as one of those and that's how you talk about yourself I want you to make a commitment from today to stop doing that and that's easier said than done I know and again, this, this all takes work. This is the benefit of having a coach. But that is the first step, guys. So just disposing that label. Don't even call yourself an emotional eater. That's something that you used to do, okay? So it's not something that you do anymore. Even just saying that, I used to emotionally eat. I don't do it anymore. That feels so much different energetically to well I emotionally I can't help it I always eat when I'm emotional it almost when we say that it almost makes it seem like it's inevitable 
So you've got no choice at the end of the day. And that's kind of what we do when we say that we're we're kind of opting out and we're giving ourselves a way out almost. And we do this again very subconsciously because it's easier to carry on than to change. And that's the reality of it. It's harder to change because changing takes time, it takes patience and it takes awareness. But that doesn't mean that it's difficult. It doesn't mean that it's impossible. Yeah, it takes time, patience and awareness, but it's definitely not impossible. But we're always, again, we're always trying to take the easy route. So that would be my first tip. Change your language and become aware of the language that you use. How do you think about yourself? Do you think yourself as a natural emotional eater? If you do, start changing that and start talking and thinking about yourself as somebody who used to do that. You don't do that anymore. I swear down, guys, even just that will change the game for you because we're changing our mindset, we're changing our beliefs, we're actively changing our perspective on the situation. And in that moment, we give ourselves more control and more power over the situation. So that would be my first tip. The second tip, and it ties in with what I was saying before. So when we don't feel our emotions, when we numb out, so let's say during the week you're being asked to, you know, go left, go right, go here, go there, you know, run this errand, run that errand, you've got a deadline to meet at work you've then got to be up early the next day for this then this then this and then the weekends come and you know you said that you go to so-and-so's house for a party and all of these things we do this obviously because we don't you know sometimes we don't want to say no we might feel like it in the moment you know whatever when we avoid our emotions so physically if we were to check in with ourselves in that week and just ask ourselves simply, how do I feel right now? And whatever response you get, if you were to check in and just ask yourself, you know, what do I need? Because when we don't, when we avoid our needs and our needs might be, you know, rest, it could be more sleep, it could be more alone time, it could be a relaxing evening into yourself to literally do whatever you want to do. Simply just switching your mind off, you know, switching that constant buzz headache of like to do lists and this I'm totally speaking from experience here because I literally I still struggle with it now, I'm gonna be honest, but I'm working on it but I have always been one of those people that live with a to-do list in my mind of like I've got to do this and then I've got to do that and I find it very difficult sometimes to relax so I'm making a conscious effort to do this but it's about checking in with where you're at and your needs and asking yourself what can I do to make myself feel better and this is something that we just simply do not do enough and because we have so many reasons behind it, we want to please other people. We, we're a perfectionist, you know, we want to do everything right. We don't want to, you know, cause any conflict with people. We don't want to cause confrontation. We don't want to upset people. All of these reasons, and they are, you know, beliefs in themselves. But when we don't 
honour our own needs and emotions. Those emotions are energy in themselves. And we are energetic beings. Okay, so we need, we have needs and we have wants, just like anybody else, just like a child does. And to think like most of us, I hope, wouldn't not give a child what it needs. It's like an automatic response. Like if a child is crying, you would comfort it. If a child, you know, was hungry, you would honour that. If a child wanted to sleep, you would also honour that. So why don't we do it to ourselves? So why does this tie in so much with emotional eating? Quite simply, when we don't honour our needs, we're then starving for those, for emotions to come out. Because it's almost like, if you imagine, have you ever packed for a holiday, right? You're going on holiday or vacation, wherever you're listening to this. And you're packing your suitcase and you're putting loads and loads and loads of clothes in there. You keep stuffing them on top of each other. And eventually the case starts to get overflowed, right? I'm sure you've all been in this situation. I have many times. And you get, you almost get to the top and you're thinking, shit, I hope this, I hope this zips up. And we're squashing it down even more. And we really have to force the case to close because the case is overflowing with clothes and shoes and whatever and sometimes it doesn't close sometimes we have to take some things out and I want you to imagine that that is essentially what we're doing when we avoid our own emotions so when you feel upset by something and you know, we we don't allow ourselves to feel that emotion. We don't allow ourselves to express our true opinions on something. If somebody pisses you off or if somebody really upsets you, but what you do is avoid that person and don't, you know, speak it, don't tell them your true feelings, don't tell them your true emotions, all of those kind of things and just avoid it and go home and then just sort of dwell on it and think about it even more. What we're doing when we do that, is we're literally gripping hold of that negative emotion. That emotion is becoming trapped within our body and it's not getting expressed, it's not getting used. And like I said, emotion, all emotions are energy in motion. And we're talking real science here because that's literally what our emotions are they are energy and when we don't express them when we don't allow our feelings to come through when we don't express our true wants and needs that starts to build up okay and there's only so much building up that we can do And when we do that for so long, we're essentially, we're squashing all of our emotions down. We're squashing our our needs and wants down further and further and further. And our rope, our, I don't know where I'm going with this, but our like tightrope almost that we're walking on becomes thinner and thinner and thinner. You honestly cannot expect yourself to go, go through life just avoiding your own emotions and your own feelings and needs it's gonna come to a point where 
we need to express it or we just need we almost go the other way and we it's like holding holding your breath underwater there's only so much holding your breath that you can do underwater until you come up and gasp for air because you've held it down there for so long and that's exactly what happens when we avoid our own emotions we come gasping for air gasping for relief from avoidance and what do we do when we're gasping for gasping for emotion gasping for ourselves we go to the next best thing because we can't yet that we haven't yet recognized that we still need to express our true wants and needs so we go to the thing that's going to make us feel better in that moment but actually it's not even doing that it's not going to make us feel better but we go for our old behavior of food alcohol drugs whatever so how do we change this Simply checking in with yourself and asking yourself, how do I feel right now? What do I need right now? Or even if you can, like if you're a planning type of person, and I would definitely recommend doing this, but look at your schedule for the week. What have you got going on? Have you overbooked yourself Is there some time that you can set aside just for you to decide on what you do, whether it be take a nap, get your nails done, you know, wash your hair? Like, I've honestly been that person where I've been so busy that I've not even had time to either do my nails or wash my hair. And it makes me feel out of control. It makes me feel energetically rubbish. And again, what do we do in that situation when we're not physically taking care of ourselves? We go for the thing that's going to quickly make us feel better. We're going to we're going to seek out a hit of dopamine. We're going to go for the chocolate. We're going to go for the fast food, whatever it is. When really, we need to start honouring ourselves. And that is showing true self-care, true self-love to yourself. And even for me, sometimes self-care, and I could do a whole episode on self-care, so I I might even do that if that's something that people would want to listen to. But even self-care for me, like I said, can be drinking more water, going out for more exercise. For me, going out for walks literally lifts my mood so much. And I know I feel so much better after I step outside go for a walk and I literally feel so much relief from when I take myself a walk but when I'm bit when I'm filling my schedule up with other people's stuff and busyness and piling loads of to-do lists on on my list and I don't get time for that I feel mentally and physically drained I feel exhausted and what do I want when I'm in that frame of mind, I just want to go for the food that's going to make me feel better in that moment. So I really, really encourage you, if you really, really struggle with this, to start checking in with yourself. And a really good way of doing this, and I know some people are going to roll their eyes at this, but I would definitely try it out before you mock it. 
this is why journaling is so good because it simply creates awareness of where you're at. It takes time to get all of the thoughts out from your mind onto paper. It's almost just like a filter because the thoughts that we think on a day-to-day basis, we don't we don't normally look at properly. We don't give ourselves time to express or look at them. So journaling, simply doing a brain dump, like literally just writing exactly how you feel and looking at at it from a different perspective and just seeing right there and then actually it turns out I don't want to go to my friend's party on Saturday maybe that means that I need to set a boundary maybe that means I need to say no okay and this is this is going to take time to learn and you know it might even piss some people off And if it does, so be it. We really need to start getting better at saying no to people and, you know, just just taking ourselves seriously. We take everybody else's needs and wants so much more serious than our own. And the problem is that that famous um, analogy that people use is you can't pour from an empty cup. And that's literally so, so true. When we drain our own energy, we can't give any more. So the more you give, essentially, you're not going to be giving your best anyway. And you're going to be inhibiting your own health, your own emotional state, your own mental health, your own physical health by turning to food, by, you know, lounging out in front of the TV and not making yourself feel better. So... That is my number one tip to start looking at how you're feeling and whether that be, you know, just a brain dump on paper and literally you don't even need to be a perfectionist at this, literally grab a piece of paper, a sticky note, whatever, and write exactly how you feel and what things would make you feel better, what things you actually want to do, what things you don't want to do. Ask yourself honestly, do I want to go to that thing that I said I would go to? And if you don't, now's the time to set a boundary. And I promise you, as soon as you start taking yourself and your needs and your wants more seriously, things will change and there's no need to start overeating because you're healing you're almost filling those voids that you've got going on within your life. When life becomes more simple and more easy and more carefree and relaxed, there's no need to physically abuse ourselves with food. There's no need to reach for food because we don't, we're not seeking a good feeling in that moment. There's nothing to feel good from because we already feel good. We're already honouring ourselves and our wants and our needs. So I hope that helps, guys. I'm going to leave that um, episode there for today. Um, But like I said, I do go into a lot more detail um, on my live session, which I'm doing tonight, uh, discussing all things emotional eating. So specifically how to stop emotionally eating. So if you want to check that out, um, click the link within the show notes and you can access the pre- Ugh, my my free private Facebook group is such a mouthful that um but yeah I'm also super super excited to announce 
guys, that if this is something that you massively struggle with, if you are having issues with food and it's taking over your life, if you're somebody that regularly struggles with compulsive overeating, binge eating, emotional eating, and it's getting you down and you know diets are no longer working or the answer for you, and you're literally stuck on where to go from here, I'm super excited to announce that I am going to be taking on five more clients for my three-month coaching program. So it is a three-month one-to-one coaching program, and I'm doing such a big discounted price for this. So you do not want to miss it because the price will be going up within the new year. Um, so it's you're getting so much value, so much content, so much value from this program. And I'm so, so excited. My clients are already having amazing results. Um, but we will be starting a new three-month program on the end of January. So if you want in on that... Um, or you're interested, you have any questions, send me a message on Instagram or Facebook or my email. Um, and what we can do is we can have a call and we can literally just have a chat and see where you're at right now. What's going on with your issues with food? What do you want to change? And why you're struggling so much with food. And from there, we can decide on where you can go, where's, where your best option is to go from there. So um, I'm really, really excited about that. Like I said, just book a call with me and we can have a little chat and just literally see where you're at and help you out from there. So um, yeah, that is definitely something to check out, guys. And of course, if you um, want to hear more, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and definitely follow me on Instagram. I also have a YouTube channel as well. So if you're interested on checking that out, um, the name is Hetty Jane on YouTube. So definitely check that out as well. But with that being said, guys, I'm going to leave this episode here and I will speak to you in the next episode. Bye.